morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday, April 7th. My name is Matt. Welcome in. It's 10 a.m. Eastern. It's 7 a.m. my time. Uh, I'm not on Pacific time. I'm on mountain time, but uh, mountain time in Arizona is sometimes specific time. So anyway, 7 a.m. bright and early, but hey, I've got my coffee. We're good to go. We've got an awesome guest and uh, I'm excited to bring him on. If you're tuning in, uh, we've got a few people who are on here now in the comments. And uh, yeah, if you're tuning in, we're going to unpack a few strategies. One really cool thing I'm excited about is we're going to talk about um, how to sort of discover and promote things that you're interested in. We'll talk about TikTok. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Facebook groups. Who knows where this will go? Uh, we never know. So, um, but I'm going to bring in uh, our guest for the day. His name is Sean. Sean, what's happening, my brother? Hey, not much. Happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas. Cool. Hey, how do you like Austin? I love it. Absolutely. Love it. How long have you lived there? I have been here for seven years now. Cool. Right on. I remember that we moved in. We moved down here. My wife and I moved down here like right after we got married. We went on our uh, honeymoon and we literally like had all our stuff packed up. We just drove down. We used to live in Dallas and then we drove down. Okay. As soon as we got back from our honeymoon and then so it's pretty much we moved here on our anniversary. It's pretty cool. No way. Sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so, so do you guys own a house there or anything? No, we don't. We rent because I'm actually, cool. I have a nine to five uh, still right now and cool. I'm a property manager. So nice. I get like a super, super cool discount on our, our rent here. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to buy, especially in this market right now in Austin. Well, anywhere really, but. Well, dude, I was going to say the reason I was asking is because like, you know, Joe Rogan moves there. Elon Musk like starts moving a business there. And I was just like, that place is just exploding. Even yeah. it was before that. Oh yeah. It's insane right now. I mean, yeah multiple offers you're talking about 20 or 30 offers on homes you know at 50 dollars over asking price it's crazy uh you just described our recent house purchase <laughs> we're in we're in phoenix and that was those are the exact numbers actually yeah yeah it's exactly the same yeah. here in that, you know in that normal price range that people look at 250 300 400 somewhere in there that's crazy yeah it is crazy okay anyway, been, this okay, isn't a know, real estate whatever, but <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as much as I love talking about that, we're not a real <laughs> real estate investment show. I mean, we could be. I don't know. We could chat about it. But um, anyway, so bring us into your world a little bit, Sean. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. Um, so you have a full-time job, which I actually love. I, I, I love having guests on that um, are still are still working in jobs while they're building something on the side because um, – not that I don't love people who don't have a job. I just, I like the feel, the grind, the hustle, because 99.9% .9 of people here in the comments are watching this show, right? A couple thousand usually watch these afterwards. Um, they're, they're in that spot, right? They're, they're still in a full-time job. They're still building. They're still, and it's just like, it's a never ending build. I mean, it's just keep stacking the bricks. I mean, so, um, in the midst of the nine to five, which then you've got to find the time, then you've got to find not just the time, but the energy. So, okay. So you're still working that you're building your side thing. Uh, when did this all start? When did the whole online journey for you start? How did you discover it? Yeah, so for sure. So that kind of ties back into what I originally said about moving down to Austin. So my wife and I, or my girlfriend at the time lived in Dallas and I was a teacher. I was teaching music. And I really liked teaching it, but I didn't like all the 
bureaucracy and red tape that went along with teaching. So I was like, I started looking for other jobs. I knew I didn't want to do that with the rest of my life. And um, so I stumbled upon this whole make money online thing. So I started doing that kind of on the side as a teacher. And then um, I started seeing the potential in it. So then I was like, whoa, man, this was back in 2012. I was like, man, I, I, I need to focus more time on this. But being a band director at the time, you have all the extracurricular activities. You know, you, you don't have a whole lot of extra time to devote to stuff like that. So that was really becoming an issue trying to build this side hustle. Um, yeah. So, so you were a band director? Yeah. Yeah. I have really? a music degree and I taught uh, for four years. I was actually a, a drum instructor. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Um, but then um, so I told, you know, my, my now wife and I were talking about getting married. I was like, well, you know, when we get married. I would like to get married and then do something else. And pretty much at that point, our worlds will, you know, opened up. And we're like, we can do whatever we want. I'm not tied to this job here. So where do we mm -hmm. want to live? And we're both just like, all right, well, let's live in Austin. Yeah. So we got married, moved down to Austin. And I got like, you know, like some side jobs while I was working on this online business. Um, and that really all kind of started in 2013. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I tell this story a lot, my, my story and what I try to preach to new people now, cause I wasn't, I never was in the make money online niche until recently. Um, and I, I talk to people about this all the time. You know, the biggest thing that stops people from being successful online is giving up. And that's exactly mm -hmm. my story was I, you know, I, I started this side hustle and, you know, I was working the side jobs. And then I, you know, I actually did it for two whole years and I was starting to see some success towards yeah. the end of two years, but I kind of reached that point, like I should be seeing success faster. So I got this, the shiny object syndrome and I was like going after the things that are going to get me money the fastest. And I was completely, oh, man. I had an email list. I had a website that was like ranked for certain terms in Google. And instead of focusing just on that and, you know, really building that, I, was like, oh, I'm gonna chase this, 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 and this, and this, and then eventually I got burned out. And then, you know, I, you know, I eventually had that conversation with my wife. She's like, you know, I've been doing this for two years, and it's not like a full time thing yet. Like, what do you want to do? Maybe we should think about actual careers. And that's when I got into real estate and actually just quit <laughs> um, the online yeah. thing altogether. And that was uh, the very beginning of 2015. Okay. And then I didn't do anything really. I, I kind of dabbled here and there when I had time, but then I didn't do anything with the online business um, until. Uh, really the beginning of 2020. Um, that's when I kind of started picking it back up. But I made the mistake of picking it back up in that mindset of like, oh, I want to start making money as fast as possible. And of course, that didn't work out. And I just wasted <laughs> ads, didn't know what I was doing. Um, sure. And then finally, I re-stumbled back upon um, Legendary Marketer because during that phase, I was just kind of like, I was kind of like an affiliate whore and I was just like signing up for every single affiliate program I could find. And one of them happened to be legendary marketer. So I, you know, okay. like I bought the, the, you know, the intro course and, I, and then I signed up or I tried to sign up for the affiliate program. And of course I was denied because they were like, dude, you don't know what you're doing. You're just like, right. No, you're just searching for money. And I was like, Oh, well screw you. And then, so when I came back in 2020, I was like, um, okay, after I got over, like, okay, I really got to stop chasing. And then I started like mindfully picking what affiliate programs that I wanted to work with. That's when I came back on um, Legendary Marketer, and of course I was approved right away because I was, you know, they, you know, tell us more serious about it and stuff. So, um, and that's kind of when I like started being more instead of like chasing. I started like looking at people and who I was helping, who I was serving as an affiliate, really trying to provide the products that are going to make the most impact in their life. And then that's kind of how it evolved into where I'm at today with, you know, the Facebook group and TikTok, which I'm sure we'll talk about more later. Yeah.
Yeah, cool. Well, we could talk about that now, but so, but that's just an interesting, there's such a theme amongst, um, man, there is just such a theme amongst, uh, people who, yeah, they're, they're sort of money chasing. And then they have this moment of this, it's almost like this revelation, this aha moment where they realize that this is all about connecting the right person to the right products. And that in itself is actually a skill. That's really cool that how you put that, I feel like is more clear to me than maybe it's been before, but there's this skill that comes. And also it's a little bit of like an internal, um, there's an internal shift of like, okay, I, I've got, actually got to put the, I've got to put my focus on the right thing here. And the right thing isn't about which pro it's not the program. It's, it's really about my skills and my ability to sort of connect audiences, right? There's some techie skills that maybe there's some keywords or there's some certain content creation formulas, right? So there's skills there, but there's also skills in just knowing how to simply connect people with what they need or what they are looking for or desiring, uh, which is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's a big time theme of people that we see and hear and listen to on the show. Uh, because people start finding success uh, rapidly when they start to make that connection. So cool. That's awesome. Um, so like in, in all of your marketing and in all of your, like how many followers do you have on TikTok? Um, right now, so I have two TikToks. The uh, one that I primarily do for Legendary Marketer has like 8,000. And cool. I just started kind of a side one because, like I said, I just got into the, the make money online niche um, recently and cool. I'm not quite as passionate about it. So I have this other TikTok where I'm more into spirituality, meditation, things like that. Um, cool. So I just started another one kind of as like a side project for fun. And that one actually has over 17,000 followers right now. And what's, what's that one? Um, that one's called um, Manifestation Secrets. Cool. Awesome. If you want to check Very it out. Cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, you're at like 17,000. That's cool. Yeah. yeah oh, wait. Sure. I haven't even really posted that much on that one. I just kind of do it when I'm inspired and um, cool. thinking about picking up on that a bit more. But. Yeah, I 17,000. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I feel like um, we. I've actually seen like quite a few people do sort of these like manifestation style channels and stuff, and they've done really well. And there's yeah. a lot of... Like this is, I'm assuming it's like a ClickBank product or something. Uh, no, that's the other thing I talk about. Um, even on my make money online stuff is I, you know, everybody talks about ClickBank and ClickBank is great. There's a lot of products and there's easy to get approved for and stuff like that. But I, yeah. everybody does it. So I like to try to find products that, you know, for me, it's all about, I don't want to promote products that I don't use and I don't actually enjoy using. So I tend to go out and just like search for my own product. So the one that I do on there right now is just, um, it's just like a, its own separate meditation program that I found an affiliate program for. Cool. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Uh, and I also love that. I love like people going out and just like, yeah, finding a good program, finding a good product, whatever that's different and unique and like, yeah, that's super cool. Um, awesome. Uh, and I mean, geez, you've only got, well, here, I should pull this open real quick. Do you, is it cool if I share the screen with your TikTok? For sure. Cool. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, so let's see. There we go. Um, that's a little bigger. There we go. Yeah, I mean, there's not really that many like videos that you've done on here, so that's cool. But you've had a couple like 30,000, 60,000, right? Mm -hmm. 256,000 was this latest, 234. Yeah, this is cool. So this is you, right? Yeah, yeah. What a cool video, dude. Yeah, it's like, interesting. There's something I'm discovering. The more viral you go on any platform, the more haters you're going to have. So this video actually got a lot of haters. Um, yeah, of course you did. But that that's you're exactly right. There's always going to be – all of that engagement is good engagement, right? Yeah. Sure. All of that positive, negative, whatever, super cool. So you've got, yeah, I see some people are like, oh, that's stupid. And oh, you know, whatever, like, like they'll hate on that. Right. But you understand, you understand, right. That, that polarization, that making people think or question or like, what I'm commenting on that. Right. That's their first response is like, what the hell I'm commenting on that. Yeah. And now suddenly, like 234,000 views later, 256,000 views later, it, it, your channel in no time, you, I can't even, it's, it's two months, exactly two months, uh, 17,000 followers. So, and it's not that many videos. It's not like you're like hustling yeah, five videos a day. Yeah. There's seven, 10, there's like 16 videos. <laughs> yeah. And just from those, the last couple of videos, I got over 200,000 views um, with that, the link on there, I got, um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like over a hundred clicks and probably like, I think it was like 60 or 70 opt-ins. So yeah, super easy way to build an email list. So that's the thing. Like when I came back to Legendary and I like really investigated it, got into the affiliate Facebook group and started seeing what other people were doing and everybody was talking about TikTok and I was like, no, no. Cause like my experience was just like watching people dance and stupid stuff on them. So I was like, okay, I'll download it and check it out. And then once I saw what people were doing, cause it's, it's, I think it's even more niched than um, Facebook is like Facebook, you know, algorithms on any platform will show you what you want to see. But like TikTok, it's like, like I'm in the spirituality on that one. If I scroll through that account, like every single video is super niche and then if you watch a full video the next video is even more into that topic it's like insane how much it that is helps. you're right so insane. Um, so i mean it makes sense why you could go viral so quickly um yep. on them so once i realized that i was just like oh shit like i need to start posting you know and just try to test it out and, and it's been working out so yeah the i i could not agree more the whole um that algorithm is crazy. Like that algorithm is, I mean, like even just for a little bit, we were like starting to think about like having kids and my freaking, it's just babies everywhere. Um, <laughs> I love, like I went through it. I loved watching dogs. Um, like I went through a puppy phase and then it's like every video is like a puppy playing with the toys, like the cutest thing. Went yeah. through like a sports phase and it was like, you know, dudes dunking and, you know, making a million threes in a row. And just, it was just like, 
and and it just is so intense but it's so crazy how locked in that thing is it's just it's insane but they you know they work in a couple in the for you like occasionally from something totally random just to see like oh maybe yeah. you know let's throw one of these in and then you swipe quick so you never see anything like that ever again it's just crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah it's no i mean that's really cool so um I mean, I'm sure you've got a big, you're, you're bound to have a really good following and a huge following on that manifestation channel for sure. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to start pretty soon. Yeah. Nice. Um, what, uh, so you also have like this thing story athlete. I was just asking you before we got on Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So Story Athlete is a community that I'm, I'm a part of. They're just bunch of entrepreneurs. It's just like basically like a big mastermind. Uh, they focus on the four main dimensions of life, mind, body, business, and relationships, and making sure that you are not just, you know, super focused on only business or only, you know, your body. Because people tend to do that. They'll focus in, and then on one thing, and then every area, the rest of their life will kind of be left to the wayside and won't be as important. So um, mm. that really attracted to me. Um, when I found out about it and then the more I got involved in this group, they also had an affiliate program. And, um, so the whole concept of it is it's called story athlete. So story is the sport and athlete is elite performance. So it's primarily the guy that runs it is a, is a marketing guy. And he primarily talks about how telling your story and documenting your story and how to use that in your marketing with your business. Um, so I've just taken a lot of what I, learning that group and applied it to my business. Not necessarily, he doesn't always go over like exact strategies. I'm like, you know, click here, do this, do that. It's just like really pushing the point that you're going to make the most impact by sharing your story and having something that other people can relate to, to draw them into whatever the product is that you have. So, um, and, and it all starts oddly enough. It all starts with their, it's, it's a multi-tiered program. It all starts with this program called grit. And all it is, is you work out every single day and you write so they give you a prompt to write about those are the two things once you develop those two habits consistency in your life in general just like explodes it's it was crazy like i didn't believe it at first but it was like you know you take care of your body you take care of your mind and then it's much easier to do you know take care of your relationships take care of your business and stuff like that so it's it kind of starts from the inside out that's why i really like that program yeah cool awesome i feel like um uh, that reminds me of, uh, I think it was a quote. I, I'm not sure if it was Richard Branson, but I think it was. And his quote was based around how, you know, if he was like, let's say you're starting over, you have nothing. What's like the first habit? What's the first thing you would start doing? Like what, you know, what's the secret behind being, being a billionaire or whatever? And he said, working out. And, it, and everybody's like, what? what? Like, <laughs> not a financial tip or whatever. And he was like, no, a, a, a consistent exercise routine, a consistent workout, sweating every day hard. Um, it, it sets, it, whether you do it in the morning or at night or whatever, it sets this sort of consistency. And mm -hmm. like, I found that to be true. Some of the, basically all of my worst um, emotional moments have come like when I'm not working out. Like my emotions kind of get out of control. I feel, uh, I, I feel out of control. Um, but when I'm working out and I'm forced, like 
every day I used to go to the gym at 4 p.m. And we're starting to get back into it now, but every day I used to go back to the gym at 4 p.m. every day and play basketball for an hour or two. And there's a bunch of guys there. And I had other shit to do, right? I had other shit to do that I could have done. But at 4 p.m., you have to make the decision, okay, like I've, I, I need to do other stuff. But right now is like, this is the time I have to do this. And uh, there's something about making that decision every day of like, okay, I, I, here we go. Like, got to do it. And I never regret it, ever. You walk out of the gym, you're soaked, you can't breathe. And for that two hours, it's like I, my brain just got a reset. It's like the old Nintendo. I, I think about like when I was growing up playing Nintendo, like my old Nintendo machine, there's like a little reset button that popped in and out and you'd hit the reset and everything would just shoo, and yep. then start back up. That's like basically After my you cycle. pull it out and, and blow on it first. And put it back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Blow the cartridge. Yeah. Come on, jam that thing back in there. Um, but no, I just, I, and, and I've also had really good mentors in my life say similar where, um, say similar things where, um, the big, big thing about, uh, success for them, writing was another big one, specifically journaling, uh, journaling, writing down emotions, writing down goals, writing down, and it doesn't even have to be like specific. It's just like literally just write and, and process and write things down and sweat every day. So that's cool. Um, what, what sort of like, what do you feel like for you have been some of the perks of putting those into your life and keeping those consistent? Like what have there been emotional shifts? Have there been uh, spiritual shifts or like what kind of, what have you found? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, without being too broad, honestly, it's, it's, it's changed my life. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the prompts that we wrote about recently in the, in the story athlete group, it was um, I live by a code. And going along with what you said, um, you know, when you when you have those certain things, like I, I had this little app on my phone, um, uh, I forget the name of it all of a sudden, but it's basically like a list of things. It's almost like a to-do list, but they're on there every single day and I check them off every single day. Yeah. And if I don't do them, you know, it, it could be 10 o'clock at night, but if I don't have it done, I'm gonna do that before, you know, I had to swipe it off before I can go to bed. Um, right. So it's like, and making, working out, writing, um, a, a part of that you're, it's, it's like that saying, you know, um, the 1% journey, like every single day you're getting 1% better. And then by the end of the year, you're next, you know, like improved, it really yep. does apply and you. And if you take those two things specifically from my experience, working out and writing every single day, um, that's going to transcend into, uh, things like you said, like your relationships and your, uh, spirituality. So like, the fact that I get up and I know I'm going to work out every day. So my body's going to be feeling good. I know that that's going to lead me to meditating every day, which I've been doing for almost two years now, every single day. Mm -hmm. um, but if I didn't work out every day, then I probably wouldn't meditate every day. Cause once you start saying, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow, then it's easier to say, Oh, the next thing oh, I'll do that tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, which, you know, and meditating every day, there's no way you can not met or that you can meditate every day and not grow as a human. So it's yeah. like, my, that, that's the reason I started getting back into, and I found spiritual talk on TikTok and, you know, that's, that's like all my feet is now, um, yep. is because I meditated every day and I'm just, I'm just drawn to those types of things. And so, 
there's that. And then also my wife and I went through a really tough time, um, back in 2019. And if I hadn't spent the time every single day to take care of my body and write about it and process how I was feeling, um, how I wanted, not only, you know, they have this thing in personal development called scripting where you, you're basically writing the script of how you want your life to go. I mean, it's a type of journaling. So we're doing that a lot in story athlete. And so during that tough time with my wife, I would, write that. I would write things that weren't necessarily true in reality. Um, but I would write that as my script of how I wanted my future to go. And it radically changed. Like we, we went through a phase in our lives that most people probably would have ended up getting a divorce. And we even talked about it very seriously if I'm being candid. Um, but we, because, you know, I was, I was writing and I was taking care of my body and I was trying doing my best to be a support system for her during that time. And we actually ended up writing letters back and forth to each other. Um, that's kind of what kept our marriage together. So, I mean, without all these things and having this code that I, that I live by, I don't know <laughs> where I would be right now, honestly, if I hadn't started doing that a couple of years ago, it's just, it all compounds so quickly and you know, it all just fits together so well. Really cool. Uh, yeah, also have experienced a similar season of life and it's just brutal. I, I like, yeah, it seems like there, this, it, it creates good structure for you and it creates a good sort of, um, I don't know, <clears throat> a good, I don't know, system systems, probably not the right word, but just creates a good, like a healthy sort of way, uh, that fits for you to look at and experience the world and relationships and sort of it, it makes sense of things, right. It sort of helps um, it clicks or whatever you want to say. I don't know, but no, that's really cool. And I like that story about writing letters and stuff. That's just a really cool. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people that I talk to um, have had those moments of like, okay, I don't know if we're going to make it out of this, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know that I've really met anybody who hasn't. Uh, and, and we definitely had the similar thing where it's like, I think you put two other humans into this scenario and I don't think it goes well. I don't think they come out of it, you know? So yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, well, cool. I mean, geez, that literally like, you know, helped save your marriage, you know, obviously you had to act on those things. Right. Uh, so oh, yeah. again, like we always, like we always, um, this is just, I don't know, it's something we always hit on, but it's always like, you know, people look to a program or people look to a system or people look to a person or a guru or something and say, oh, finally, this is the right program. Oh, finally, this is the right guru. And there's half truth to it. There's, there's finally, I found something that really clicks with me and that really hits and resonates. But then there's also the sort of personal responsibility piece where it's like, you know, you could also put somebody in your situation with they had found the same system or they had found the same program or whatever and didn't carry through or didn't didn't act or actually didn't follow through right and that would be a lot of people right so there's there's two sides to that coin there's there's programs or teachings or whatever and then there's actually you know f the hard follow through to act and to change right so that's a big piece of that well that's cool um, I talk about a lot in the make money online niche is like, you know, there's all these programs out there and you meet somebody that's just getting into marketing or affiliate marketing at the beginning. They're like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to do. There's this and that and this and that. And I was like, you know, honestly, 
nowadays, this isn't for me, from my experience, it didn't used to be the case back in 2012. I feel like there was a lot of charlatans out there. But if you find a reputable program nowadays, it's going to work. If you follow through on the system, it'll work. So what I always encourage people to do is just find the one that works for you. And the way you do that is you actually, you get the program, you actually implement it. And then if you try it for a month or two or three, and then it doesn't work for you or you don't enjoy it, that's, that's the big thing for me. I've jumped through several programs and it wasn't that it didn't work. I've found success with most programs, at least a little bit, but I just didn't enjoy it, you know? So I, then I'll, then I'll go on to the next program. And I always encourage people to do that, but you have to implement. They, they talk about in, in marketing, how when you're selling something, you're writing a sales page or something like that. Most people just want, there, there's this like dopamine effect. Like when you click the buy button, people feel like their problems are solved the way the, the sales letter is written. It's like, oh, now that I've bought this, I have whatever it is, the result that they were talking about in the sales letter. Right. You know, it happens for a lot of people. So then they, a lot of people don't even open up whatever it is they bought, you know? So oh, wow. uh, when you, when you, and I fell into that trap too. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like better than anybody else. I, that's the reason I quit back in 2015. But, um, you know, when, when you are a little bit more mindful about the pro programs that you purchase, not only looking at, you know, the quality of the program, but mindful about, okay, do I actually have the time to implement this? And what's my strategy for implementing it before you buy the product and not just rely on that psychological dopamine response that you get from clicking that buy button? Um, that's when you start being more successful. Yes. That is a very good point because there is a lot of people who purchase things and never, ever log in, never once. I know that for most people out there, they're like, what? How is that even, why would anybody do yeah. that? The people that are watching this show that are like hungry for more information, you know, they're, th those are all the people that are like, why would anybody do that? Cause I'm the same way. <laughs> you know, if I buy something, if, if I don't, I've done it before where I bought something and I didn't open it cause I just didn't have time. But then I, I get a refund on it because it's like, well, obviously I just don't have time to implement this. I'll get my money back. You know, I'm not the kind of person yeah. that buy something, never open it, never try it. And then just go on with my life, you know, like what, what's the point in that? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. It's, uh, I've had, I've had stuff that I've owned for, I, I've had stuff that I've owned for, geez, uh, nine years, 10 years that I still, um, <clears throat> basically the, it was, it, it was a really old program that I was going through a long time ago. Uh, it's not even for sale anymore, but it's about leadership. Um, and it's like kind of a personal development leadership style course, uh, video course. And, um, I downloaded all the videos. I found a way to download them back in the day. Cause I was like, what are the odds that this actually is hosted? And, uh, the guy who started the course, he passed away a few years ago and, um, you know, so stuff just kind of didn't really continue or whatever. And the program changed and oh, that kind of stuff happens all the time. So I was like, I'm going to download these. Now I have them downloaded forever on my computer. And, um, and it's just, I go back through it. So I, you know, and sometimes people don't have the time at the moment or whatever. Or then, you know, I think the first time I watched through it, I was like on a flight. I had downloaded them, put them on my computer and I was bored on an international flight and didn't have anything else to do. I was like, okay, I guess I still haven't gone through this. And it was like, whoa, this is incredible. I bought it like six years ago, <laughs> you know? So I, you know, I also tell people don't have that guilt and don't feel bad or whatever. Just, you know, like usually in time it will come, but you know, 
get on it, <laughs> get going. Um, well, even okay. if you buy a, a bad product, and I tell this people this all the time too, they're like, man, I got scammed from the X and X product. I'm like, no, you didn't. That is a story that you can use the next time you buy a product or, or when you're on something else. Cause I use that story all the time. The first product I ever bought to make money online yeah. was a huge scam. And I was like, oh, excited. You know, it was, it was only like a hundred bucks for, for me at the time being a teacher. That was a lot. So I was like, yeah, oh, I had that feeling, you know, when I clicked the buy button and then I started going through it and I was like, I was a teacher. So I was like, these guys don't know how to teach for shit. Like what, what is this? This isn't right. And then the more I looked into them, they weren't even a real company. And then I tried to get a refund and they wouldn't, you know, they just didn't exist all of a sudden. So I was like, you know, that's a great story. I'm going to, I'm going to use that as a story. Like that was not a bad investment. That's a great story, you know? <laughs> Um, yes. And also, um, that's, so have you ever heard Dave said, have you ever heard Dave say you scammed yourself? So usually, usually when people come in and they say, Oh, it was a scam. His, his response is usually like, well, typically like in any course that somebody's actually selling, there's usually something legit in there, right? There's usually something that you can learn from. There's usually one piece or one big thing or one big idea that you could actually learn from and take away. So typically like, y yes, there's those outside scam things that happen where people are like, you know, they disappear and you actually can't get a refund. That's crazy and fraud, right? But typically like, you know, there's usually a big idea. There's usually something really valuable and people just aren't willing to actually pull that out and learn and then implement it, right? So then it's like, oh, it was a scam. But people run around buying all of these products and buying all of these services and, oh my gosh, it was a scam, all of that, and it got scammed again. And then, oh, over here, it's like, okay, but at some point, like, you haven't learned either how to digest information and education or two, maybe bigger, you haven't developed the skill set to look at something and say, oh, this is probably a scam. And at some point it's on you. You have to make a like a responsible decision to, to be like, I need to become more discerning. I need to actually learn how to look at something on the internet. And that's a skill too. And say, oh, something looks off here. Or something looks fishy. Or I didn't read their terms and conditions. Or I didn't read their refund policies. Or I didn't look up reviews on them. Or I didn't, you know, whatever. Like at some point you've got to become and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying people who are watching or whatever, at some point people need to become discerning about, you know, before I purchase, maybe I should see what people are saying about this or, you know, before I purchase, maybe I should do some due diligence and actually make sure this is a legit company. Right. So yeah. there's part, you know, there's certainly there's companies out there who are just BS nonsense, terrible, whatever. Um, but, it's always, it always, if you reframe it to come back on yourself or come back on myself, let's put it in my shoes, then suddenly it's like, there's, and I'm dealing with this with like contractors, right? So we bought a house, whatever, and contractor disappears for 10 days. Okay. So there's a general contractor who's hired a subcontractor, general contractor can't get a hold of this subcontractor for 10 days. There's the owner goes on vacation, can't get a hold of them, whatever. So general contractor says, Oh, it's, it's their fault, right? They just disappeared. It's all on them. And I said, you know, it's just interesting because that won't ever, that doesn't solve anything, right? All that that does is help him 
it helps him internally sort of absolve himself of any responsibility. But in reality, uh, he didn't, he didn't place crystal clear guidelines with that sub of in terms of how he expects communication to go. Hey, I need to know specifically in our contract that you can finish by this day. Otherwise uh, we're going to remove, let's say a hundred dollars each day that you're behind on this from our invoice. Right. So now there's a negative incentive for this guy disappearing for 10 days. But as it is now, we're locked into a contract and this guy's going to get paid one way or the other. So if he disappears for 10 days, who cares? Right. There's no negative consequences. So all that general contractor does is just he's just like, oh, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Oh, our delays are all his fault. And it's like, OK, I get it. I get it. The guy legit just kind of disappeared. But also you're really bad at communicating. And you did a really poor job of uh, getting him to commit to a date and following up consistently. And suddenly the deadline's here and he's gone. Well, you didn't do your due diligence throughout this process leading up to that moment, right? So he's never going to, now that general contractor is never going to learn from that experience, right? Because all he's worried about is, I have some feeling of guilt or I have some feeling that I missed something here and I have to make sure that you don't, me, Matt, doesn't blame him for that, right? Because he can't handle that. That would be too much. So he's got to absolve himself to sort of soothe what's going on, right? As where, and, and that happens, this is a direct parallel with people who buy things online, right? Oh, it was a scam because my wife or my spouse or my partner or whatever is going to, you know, what did you just spend $200 on? Well, it was, I don't know. It was terrible product. I don't, I couldn't even get a refund. I don't know. You know, so it was a scam. I got scammed. I got, you know, this guy sold me this thing. He said it was going to be great, but it was really just a scam and I'm trying to get my money back, you know, but in reality, you didn't do your due diligence. You not again, not you, but the per, you know, people I've done this before too. So I'm talking about myself, but didn't do due diligence. Uh, you know, didn't take responsibility for the money that I spent. Um, and I am actually talking about myself because I spent, you know, I had over $30,000 in debt, uh, from courses I bought for traffic that I bought from all this different, you know, maybe I would say bullshit scams, but it's just on me. I was financially irresponsible. I didn't have the education, but I'm not going to blame it on my lack of financial education. I eventually got it and then got out of debt right? And built my skills and used that debt as an investment and sort of had to take responsibility for it and then find my way out, right? But none of that leading up to that was a scam. It was my irresponsibility. It was my lack of taking accountability for my actions. It was all of that stuff. And so eventually at some point in the online space, you have to say, okay, no matter what I do, no matter what money I spend, I'm responsible for that and I've got to get something out of it. And that's a big shift internally, I think for people, sorry, I'm on a rant here, but, um, we no, can I was gonna say, like, that's, that's, uh, people talk all the time about mindset and that whole story was an explanation on mindset. Like, cause yeah. people, you know, the most common mindset that I see for people that aren't finding success or like feel down about themselves is that they have this victimhood mentality. And that's kind of, what you're talking about with this contractor and, and people yeah. that you know find scams like that instead of you know every personal development course that i've ever taken every manifestation course that i've ever taken 
one of the first things they talk about is taking 100% responsibility for everything. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't matter if somebody else did something to affect you, you still take responsibility for how you receive that information, how you respond to it. And, and I think that's just like a, a lost thing in our society right now. So it it's just something you have to, you know, that's what, that's what people say when they talk about mindset. And it's just something that you have to develop. And like you said, it's a big shift once you start really understanding that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The victim mentality is, is, is really big. Yeah. That's a huge one. And I I'm glad to hear that that's a big piece of sort of what you're going, cause that's always, it's always a big thing. And it's, it's one of the big, it, honestly, like it's, it's one of the number one, uh, it's, pr it might be the number one. It's one of the top three benefits that I found in my time working with legendary, working with Dave and working in this culture at legendary. It is that we don't just slam it and yell it at people and ram it down people's throats because we're, you know, we're the sellers of the product. It's like in our, in our, you know, executive meetings or in our management meetings that we have on Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Um, like that's just a real thing. Like on our vision calls, on our sales calls, all of these things, all the trainings and everything that we're doing with internally as a team, it's always our fault. It's always, we miscommunicated. It's always, we weren't on the same page. It's always us, right? It's never like, Ooh, the customer is the bad guy or Ooh, it's the, you know, sometimes we get into that, but then it's like, no wait, hold on. Like how, what can we do to fix this problem? Because we have to take responsibility for this. Um, and it's a radically different way of looking at life, but it's also very empowering because you never, the, the big piece isn't so much that you're not like stepping on people's toes or you're not constantly in victim mode. That's true. But I used to run around emotionally erratic because I always felt like people were trampling me. Right. And people were, people were just kind of running roughshod all over me. And I felt out of control, like a victim and oh my God. But the reality and this, I, this took years. I mean, this took a long time for me to get there. But for me, eventually, once I learned that, what you just said is taking responsibility for everything, everything. Um, then I started feeling like, okay, this is on me. Nope, this is on me for sure. And then it gives you an onus, a sense of control, a sense of like, okay, I have some power here. I have some leverage. I have something I can do to make this right or to make this good or to fix how I feel. And I would say the moments that I feel emotionally out of control or uh, just, just sort of out of control in general, like in life, are down by a hundred, like a hundred times, right? Like by 99% in a given year, uh, I used to feel out of control, like maybe 200 days out of the year. And I feel like out of control, maybe two days of the year where I feel like I have a day where I'm like, I'll just go to my, and now it's not even a big deal. I'll just go to my wife and be like, Hey, I, today's just a hard day. Like I feel out of control. I, I just, it's a tough one today. And she's like, okay, I got you, you know? And then it's like, it's okay. I'm not spiraling. I don't feel shame over it. Or I don't feel it's like, I'm just a human. And today's one of my days. I'm just, something's off. Right. And she's thankfully she's a therapist. So she's able to just sort of extract all of it out of me 
And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but anyway, dude, so um, we're at like 750. I, if, if we didn't have a time constraint, I feel like I could sit here and listen to you all day. Um, but give yeah. us, I'll, I'll let you have the final word. Just give us like a little, uh, just a little, what's a, what's something you would say to somebody who's kind of just getting started in this online space? Uh, they they're discovering the e-commerce world. They're not e-commerce in terms of selling physical products, but they're discovering money moving on the internet and they're trying to place themselves in that, you know, big global universal supply chain of stuff and trying to take their piece of the pie. What would you say to them as they're getting started? Yeah, it's a big ocean. It's a, uh... It's easy to get lost and you know i kind of told you my story and how i quit before so one of the biggest things um i had to do mentally coming back into it was um really shift my perspective and one of my favorite quotes um that it's like one of the codes that i live by is um it's from uh, emily fletcher she's a meditation teacher and she says okay. uh, i'm more interested in the happiness of pursuit that I am the pursuit of happiness. So once I really develop that mindset of I'm not, I'm not chasing anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not constantly going after something. I'm enjoying where I'm at right now. I'm enjoying the process of learning how to do this. I'm enjoying um, building one asset at a time, seeing how it works. Not not attached to any kind of result. Just seeing does this work? If it does, awesome. Keep doing that am I enjoying this? Is it, is it something that I enjoy doing? Is it something I can see myself doing in 10 years? So I'm asking more of those kind of questions and enjoying the moment and not necessarily pursuing happening happiness, but just being happy doing what you're doing. Um, that's, that's going to give you a lot more freedom and a lot more energy and power to continue going, even when things do get hard. So just a little quote there for you. I love it. I actually really like that. That's been one of the hardest things in my life in the last few years is that process piece is the pursuit piece. Um, finding happiness in pursuit. Like that is an extremely difficult thing for me. And I think for most people too, especially in, in situations that are hard relationally, financially, yeah. it, it's, it's hard to remind yourself of constantly. Yep. Yep. Well, cool, man. I am so happy that you uh, jumped on here. I, I'm glad that we were able to find you and get you on this show. This is really powerful. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. It was really fun. Have a good one. All right, guys. Um, dang, I <laughs> I legit could sit on here and just chat for forever with him. But that was really powerful. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. And uh, we are uh, going to wrap up for the day. And we've got Thursday and Friday of this week. We're still going to be live. Dave will be on Thursday tomorrow. Uh, and Dave will be on again Friday uh, to wrap out the week. So we'll be here again, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're here every day, every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, go give Sean a follow. Um, you can find him uh, at Sean LaFountain or uh, actually here or Manif station secrets um there we go uh and uh yeah go give him a follow on tiktok uh let him know you're watching his videos he's got cool stuff on there he's um he's sort of diversified into different sort of niches 
and uh, he would be a really, really, really good follow. So I also put them in the in the comments. So uh, you might have to just scroll up in the comments just a little bit, but uh, we did post them in the comments as well for you to just click on. So um, yeah, have a great rest of your uh, Wednesday. And uh, as always, be legendary.